Section 27. Internet Evangelist. Will this impact our schedule? Is it really a big deal? Oh, we have something similar. Questions and comments to me about the internet and WWW. The Securities Exchange Commission made public company filings available on the WWW, World Wide Web. This was interesting because the information had previously been difficult to obtain and was only available with a subscription fee. That would get Bill G's attention. The online version has a New York Times article from 1994 describing the availability of SEC filings. In the early days of a technology, users are also the builders. As a result, there was a lot of easily accessed material about the web itself, a sign of a healthy movement. Many individuals tracked metrics such as numbers of servers, connectivity speed, and volume of major protocols. Part of my research was building up a data set to explain the growth and diffusion of the WWW and associated technologies. I went to the Kinkos on Broadway on Seattle's Capitol Hill and once again used their crazy copy machine to make a big poster of the NSFNet internet backbone map of the United States. This would often become a main talking point for business-oriented discussions describing the size and scale of the internet around the country. For technology discussions, I also started building my own library of important internet technical documents. These were called Requests for Comments, RFCs, and were the specifications for how different internet technologies worked. RFCs began with the research network itself in 1969 and continued today. While many other standards bodies started contributing to the internet and networking, IEEE, ISO, W3C, etc., much of the important work for the internet still took place via this process. These documents are as important culturally as they are technically. When you read about email, domain names, network address translation, NAT, this was a brand new development at the time, you not only understand the implementation, but gain a whole appreciation for the culture of openness and collaboration. These were the exact opposite of the rigid and closed specifications from IBM or the NT team. As an example, the online version includes the discussion for where images came from in web browsers and provides discussions for how features and products are decided on the internet. After meeting with Jay Allard and hearing his excitement and also concerns, I scheduled a few more meetings. I met with people on the Chicago networking protocol team and the team working on higher level user features for networking. I also got an earful from my new friends in the Microsoft Information Services Group about security concerns and also risks of leaking intellectual property. At the same time, they were anxious to find ways to offer secure connectivity as a service to employees. My first demo was with Bill. It was very intense and probably lasted two hours. As fast as I could click on the screen, Bill had deep questions about technology, business models, ownership, intellectual property, and more. I jotted down notes of questions I knew nothing about and kept the demos moving. I was less than a week into learning about the internet. Bill was two hours in. What kind of questions did Bill ask? Though I was able to show Bill a lot, he stumped me asking to explain the difference between WinHelp, Microsoft's relatively new online help engine, and the WWW. They were both formatted text with hyperlinks, and the user experience was similar. The formats even looked the same. WinHelp used Word's rich text format, RTF, which was also a tagged text format. In fact, WinHelp looked worlds ahead of HTML because it was richer, it was compressed, and it took fewer bytes on the network. On the face of it, distinguishing between WinHelp looking at Visual C++ help and Cello looking at the Novell website was not easy. 
Bill immediately saw WinHelp as our competitive response or counter to the web itself. It took a few minutes for both of us to converge towards a shared understanding, but this was important learning. WinHelp at the time could not access links between different files, let alone different computers on different networks. This was a key innovation in HTTP, an invention of URIs, Uniform Resource Identifiers, then often called the more specific URLs for Uniform Resource Locators, referring to the web addresses. There were challenges that we discussed. It was going to be difficult to add more features to WinHelp. There was no WinHelp server. In fact, there were no servers anywhere. Microsoft was just starting to build servers. If someone working on the web, HTML and HTTP, had stumbled into the conversation, they would have laughed at us thinking WinHelp was anything at all like the World Wide Web. Just because they were links did not make them similar. The technology implementation mattered, and this theme kept emerging. Navigating a Gopher site looked like the developing Chicago Explorer or old Windows File Manager. At least that included networking sites. But in this case, Windows even lacked the basics of long file names, except on Windows NT. The similarity to directory browsing took on more nuanced differentiation because Windows servers were connection-based and Gopher servers were stateless or connectionless, like everything on the internet. This was a key discussion and differentiating point that, while sounding a bit esoteric, represented the challenges Microsoft faced technically in working with internet technologies. One of the things I concluded was that I showed different aspects of the technology to Bill, Gopher, WWW, FTP, Telnet, HTML, etc. He was quick to map those to existing or envisioned capabilities in Windows or even information at your fingertips. I was struck by this because, well, I did not see that at all. I saw everything on the internet as totally new and different. I saw everything we had as kind of clunky and unrelated or at least different. As I reflect on this and now have the benefit of the vocabulary of disruptive technologies, I can see how I had an insurgent view of the technology, where Bill had the incumbent view. As the insurgent, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain by embracing the new and seeing it as different. As the incumbent, the natural inclination is to see things from the perspective of existing work. To emphasize this point, I found myself making printouts of screenshots of some internet technologies as well as their comparable Windows technologies. Again, back to Kinko's for their color printer since we did not yet have one of those in the copy room. For example, I made a screenshot of WinHelp and compared it to a screenshot of WWW in Mosaic. I had a sample of HTML and a sample of Microsoft's RTF format. I did the same for the Envision File Explorer in Windows and Gopher and so on. I had these handy because as I spoke with different people, I routinely found myself needing to explain what was new and grounded in reality of Microsoft's platform. The online version has a series of screenshots comparing Windows technologies to World Wide Web technologies, especially Chicago and WinHelp. The excitement around this first new internet demo was tangible. I repeated the demo later for Bill, and we exchanged questions and answers over email. Bill had seen various bits and pieces of the earliest pre-web internet technology demonstrations at ThinkWeeks. Then, the internet still seemed like competing mechanism for accessing proprietary information services using TCP IP packet switching instead of dial-up X25 connections. These new demos quickly changed his view. The internet was changing faster than twice a year think weeks. I reminded Bill we agreed to have an offsite. That was a good thing to do, I figured. I wasn't sure what we would accomplish, but needed to get a bunch of people in the same place thinking about this at the same time, importantly, with the same inputs. We had set a date for April 5th, which gave me about six weeks to pull together the right people. 
meet and pre-brief everyone and prepare materials and pre-reading. While offsite preparation was going on, I dragged anyone I could into my office to demonstrate the World Wide Web and discuss the internet. The program manager and me put together a standard demo script that was flashy, but also explained what was going on. If you've ever seen the Today Show clip in which the anchors ask, what is the internet? And then debate how to say the at symbol. About? At? Around? And internet addresses, that almost sums up exactly what it was like to demonstrate the internet, even at a leading technology company. Most Microsoft people weren't even using America Online because most of our work activities were on CompuServe with its clunky text interface and overpriced access to interesting information sources. There was a uniform interest and even an excitement. In big companies, however, everyone is busy. At Microsoft and with software companies in general, every project was already late. That meant it was always the wrong time to show people something new, and most times my attempts were met with skepticism and concern. Will this impact our schedule? Is it really a big deal? You know we have something similar. Jay and I needed to up-level the conversation while we balanced schedules, the understanding of the technology, and the reluctance to take on new work. It wasn't pushback. Everyone understood the technology. There was a lot happening at Microsoft already between Chicago, NT, and a new version of Office, and every other product building on those. Every person and team from Chicago to Cairo reacted differently. Was the internet an app or a platform? What exactly were we worried about from a competitive perspective? Did we care about formats, protocols, or implementations? These abstract questions became fundamental to how Microsoft evolved its perspective. Chicago was already late. Originally Windows 93, we were well into 1994 and would be 15 months from finishing. Most everyone on that team said of the demo, we have the plumbing, but apps would have to come from third parties. Seemed like a cop-out to me. Cairo reacted differently. The skepticism mirrored that of corporate customers who viewed a body of free, university-developed software as risky and unreliable at best or toy-like at worst. The Cairo project was aimed at commercial implementations. The internet was difficult for Cairo Project to wrap itself around, as it was a direct competitor. Nathan Mirvold and Craig Mundy embraced the technologies. Nathan and Craig were leading the idea of partnering with large telecom and cable carriers to deliver home services for the information superhighway. How the internet, as I was showing it, related to those became interesting. As an example, AT&T viewed the internet as a home endpoint, like a phone. A big project they had underway was to think about how everyone could have an email address and then list that in a big directory. If that sounds like an email version of a phone number plus 411, that's exactly how a carrier like AT&T thought of the new internet technologies, through the lens of a proprietary service and protocol. Russ Siegelman had already transitioned to work full-time on the online service Marvel. Russ set out to build an entirely new network, a dial-up service to ship with Chicago, he went from researching an opportunity to critical path for the release of Chicago in the span of a few weeks. He saw the potential of the internet, but was going to need time to absorb what impact, if any, it had. Rob Glazer, formerly Rob G, had left Microsoft to form an exciting new company called Progressive Networks. It was going to be a distribution channel for politically progressive content. Rob had spearheaded Microsoft's multimedia strategy and collaborated with Bill on many projects during his time at Microsoft. Rob was the first to ask me a lot of questions I did not know the answer to. Rob wanted to understand who paid for the internet and how is it going to be a viable model. Part of my demo kit was a map of major nodes on the internet and the connectivity speed. 
Rob wanted to understand much more about the journey of bits over the network and how that worked. He had lots of interesting questions. Rob later renamed his company Real Networks, which became Content Streaming Pioneers. In September 1995, Real Networks live-streamed a Seattle Mariners game. Rob was well ahead of most everyone. The online version includes a map of the NSFNet backbone I had printed out poster size for my office during my blitz of demonstrations. Steve B. was overseeing and building the global sales and support organization, The Field. He was in Japan working at MSKK, but he still managed to catch a demo on a trip back. He was immersed in the growing needs of enterprise customers. Microsoft was still overwhelmingly an OEM and retail business. He was versed in and played back many of the typical concerns voiced by corporate customers regarding the maturity and readiness of free software from universities. One World Wide Web site I showed him was the Novell networking site, which was already far ahead of any Microsoft presence. Well, we had no presence at all except the FTP server outside Henry's office. The availability of netware documentation in a web browser made an impression immediately and riled up Steve B.'s competitive spirit, as if that needed any help. The online version includes the image of that Novell netware site from the time. Living in Japan and traveling all the time, Steve was acutely aware of the difficulties connecting Redmond headquarters for resources needed in the sales process. Microsoft's products, collateral and demos, were growing exponentially, and downloading all these over paltry connections was a hot button with the field. The field created a monthly CD-ROM, which was DHL'd to the subsidiary offices around the world. Maybe the internet could speed this up. Steve also wanted me to connect with someone in product support services, which was managed by Patty Stonecipher, email Patty S, to see how we should use the internet for providing product support. I offered demonstrations to any guests that were in the office to meet with Bill G or Nathan M. They were meeting all the time with people from telecommunications industry, Hollywood, and cable TV. In spirit, these were a lot like the Microsoft meetings in that people were quick to try to map new technologies or experiences onto the world they knew. But unlike the Microsoft technology stack, I was ill-equipped to explain how NSFNet related to leased X25 lines or how HTML might evolve to be good enough for Hollywood productions. One well-known director was so thankful to demonstration, he sent a six-foot Jurassic Park cardboard cutout that remained in my office for my tenure. Perhaps the most fun I had were demonstrations from my friends and peers. Aaron Cullen, email AaronCU, worked in corporate communications and had been poking around all the new stuff. She soon made a case to the larger team that Microsoft needed a web presence and helped to make Microsoft's first World Wide Web homepage. The online version includes a screenshot of the first 1994 Microsoft.com site. It had no semblance to any corporate branding. My friend Aaron had made that site. Soon, I was getting mail from all over the company requesting demonstrations. I wish I kept a list of how many times I went through my expanding and improving demos or how many times I had to explain who pays for the internet or who wrote the software we were looking at. While everyone to a person was intrigued and excited, what exactly should come next was totally unclear. I was incredibly happy that there was so much excitement. I was equally nervous that people did not get it, like Jay Allard insisted needed to happen. I did not quite understand it at the time, but I was facing that ever-present corporate force that just wants to keep doing what it was doing. I had an overabundance of misplaced confidence and a cool demo script. I also had an offsite to prepare for, and what was beginning to sink in was the opportunity to use the ability to convene the leaders who could really embrace and extend internet technologies.